Planning for your financial future is a lot like solving a puzzle. Sometimes it's simple, like a jigsaw puzzle. You have all the pieces and you just need to find out how they all fit together to reveal the solution. But sometimes planning for retirement is more like a crossword puzzle. You don't even know the answers to some of the clues, let alone how they all fit together. Like how much can I expect to get from Social Security? How much income do I need in retirement? Or how much risk is appropriate? That's why certified financial planner Dan Capril is here to host Solving the Financial Puzzle. On today's show, we want you to learn more about finding the right answers to your financial questions and how those answers can fit together to bring you more peace of mind. So get ready. Solving the Financial Puzzle starts now. Thanks for joining us this week on Solving the Financial Puzzle. I'm Walter Storholt here with you alongside Dan Capril, the president of Matson and Capril with offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky as well. Dan's the president of Matson Capril and is also a certified financial planner and your local wealth coach here in the area. Find out all about him by going online to quizdan.com. That is quizdan.com or by calling 844-QUIZ-DAN. And Dan, thanks for being here this week. How are you, sir? Well, I'm sitting here with a giant bandage on my thumb, which Uh-oh. I've been telling people is been piling up the injuries lately. Well, I know. I'm telling people it's a reminder to bring half and half home tonight. But uh, well, all I'm going to say is when you when you buy a new knife set, they're a little bit more sharper than the old knife than, set. than, than the you ones you to, used to. You work have with. to remind yourself. Actually, the injury itself is quite small. It's just unfortunately, it's uh, I don't know. It I won't bore people. I'll just say this. For those of you who are literature nerds like me, there's a great Sylvia Plath poem, which if you know Sylvia Plath, those of you out there, you'll know this poem. It's called Cut, C-U-T. That pretty much describes it, and we'll just let it go at that because <laughs> I don't want to bore people with goriness. <laughs> I was just going to remind you that the first cut is the deepest. You know, yeah, well, that's true. But uh, <laughs> when you're done, Walter, um, Google Cut by Sylvia Plath, and you just read the first four or five lines and you'll get exactly okay. what I'm, I'm going to read that one that'll be fun you do that All right. and uh and me- meanwhile i'll let you get to talking about uh, financial stuff instead awesome. of your finger yes. uh, <laughs> we've got lots of good things to talk about on today's show some good questions from listeners we'll kick the show off with that in a minute nikki will be along shortly to talk to us about income planning we'll also really find out what it means to rebalance your portfolio and entails from the tax side. Later on, we're going to be talking about Donald Trump. He's making an appearance. President Donald Trump, I suppose mm-hmm. I should Trump, say now. Right. Uh, but let's get to those questions first. By the way, if you want to submit one to be featured uh, on our email segment, just go to quizdan.com and click on the button that says Quiz Dan. The first one comes to us from Lucy in Covington. Lucy says, what do you consider a reasonable amount to pay for financial advice? Pretty good question. Lucy, lots and lots of money. No, I'm just teasing with you. (laughs) Uh, That's kind of a loaded question. Let me say this for you, first of all. One of the things I feel very strongly about is, and you hear this on the radio all the time and TV ads, you'll have advisors, they'll talk about, come in and get your free complimentary financial plan. And if that doesn't set um, a red flag for you, I don't know what would. Because obviously for them to be in business, they can't be giving everything away for free. So it's almost like this. Here's the analogy I would use. Imagine if your physician said, you know, from now on, my time is free. You're only going to pay me if I prescribe medication or perform surgery. Now, would you really want to go see that kind of a doctor? Because obviously there's no objectivity going on here. I mean, he is always going to be motivated to sell you something. 
So the first thing I would tell you is that there has to be, in my opinion, to have good, objective, unbiased, fiduciary-based advice, advice where the, your interests are being put ahead of the advisor's, then there has to be a, a fee to do the plan. Now, the, now the, the fee that you charge should be based on the amount of work that's involved. In our office, fees range anywhere from seven fifty, usually upwards to maybe $2,000 to do a thorough financial analysis, which actually, when you look at the time involved, um, is actually a pretty good deal. But what we do is we give somebody a very objectively written analysis that does not require any of our assistance to implement it. Now, you may want it in our assistance, and we'll offer it. But initially, it's like going to see the doctor. Comes and sees you, does a bunch of tests, writes the prescription, gives it to you. You can take it to any drugstore you want. And that's the same way in which we, we operate. We do have our own drugstore, so to speak, but you don't have to go there. Um, and we'll even work with your other advisors to make sure that's the case. The second way in which advisors tend to get compensated when it comes to investment management is there is a fee involved there. It used to be advisors charge commissions. That's becoming more and more rare, which is a good thing. But um, the fee that charge, again, tends to be based on the size of the um, of the portfolio. My advice would be in this day and age, there's really no reason, no matter how big your portfolio is, to ever pay more than 1%. In fact, in many cases, you should be paying far less. Um, but, you know, it, you get what you pay for. And I, I would just caution that. I have seen advisors in this town charging as much as 1.75%. That's, that's ludicrous. Mm. There's no reason for, to pay for that. Sorry, they're just not. Just like I think that anytime an advisor says, I'll do a plan for you for free, I think that's, that's a little bit worrisome as well. So there's, there's two extremes here. Best advice I can give you, Lucy, is first of all, talk to, talk to more than one. Ultimately, make the decision based on what your gut tells you that this is a person that you can trust, that this is a person you feel is, is competent, and therefore this is a person who is worth whatever it is they're asking you to pay. That's really the only measure. There's always going to be someone out there willing to do it for you cheaper. It just may not necessarily be better. I mean, we live in the internet age, and I tell people all the time, do not hire financial advisors simply for the products that they provide. You can get those products on your own on the internet probably for free. There has to be a higher reason for that, and it usually comes down to not only analysis, but coaching you to implement the decisions that are being made. So I've used this example many times on this show is when I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes about a year and a half ago, I knew the way I was. I needed more than just a doctor who was going to give me blood tests. I did not want to take medication. I felt that I could, I could get my blood sugar under with good habits, and I did. But what got me through that more than anything was his willingness to hold me accountable. I mean, I see him every three months. And um, it's like a game to me because I don't dare go in there with poor results than the prior quarter. So for those people who want somebody to assist them with implementation and making sure they have the type of retirement they want, then a good financial advisor obviously is, is well worth it. So long answer to what you might have perceived to be a simple question, Lucy, but I think it's important that we understand what's at stake here and what your options are. But always begin the relationship with an objectively written financial plan that does not require you to implement through them. And secondly, they actually charge you a fee to do the plan because that, to a large extent, assures some level of objectivity because they're getting paid whether or not you implement with them or not. And that's what we want it to be.
That's a great point and a really good question, Lucy. What a yeah. what a way to start off the show with a bang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a great question about a reasonable amount to pay for financial advice. As always in this financial world, it's not really a clear-cut answer, but hopefully that gives you some direction in evaluating uh, what might be the best route for you to take or to consider. If you have questions, don't forget to give Dan a call and talk to Dan and his team at Matson and Capril about your particular situation. 844-QUIZ-DAN is the number, and you can also find out more information about the team online at quizdan.com. That's where you can submit questions to be featured on the show as well. Let's get to one more here. It's from Eric in Liberty Township. Eric says, my company matches my 401k contributions, but they do it in the form of company stock. I'm not that excited about owning a lot of company stock, but I also don't want to miss out on any matching funds. Should I still try to put in as much as I can? Yeah, that's a great question. All right, so first of all, let's understand this. If your company is willing to match, I don't care what they're willing to match with, it's worth getting free something or other, right? So if it's if it's not, in your mind, the greatest company in the world, at least contribute to the point where you're getting the full match. Now, I understand some of your concerns here, Eric, and they're all valid. Now, on this show... I talk a lot about the fact that one of my big concerns is that people are overfunding their 401k plans to the point where, yeah, you're getting tax savings now, but I get particularly concerned about the tax implications for your retirement. Understand that withdrawals taken from a 401k or an IRA during retirement will affect the taxation of your Social Security benefits. So if you want to get those benefits tax-free, you need to have money in more than just a 401k slash IRA slash 403b plan. Um, otherwise, you're almost, well, I can't say you're guaranteeing you're going to pay taxes, or, but it's a highly likely chance that you'll pay tax on your Social Security benefits. I mean, if, you're, if your retirement income, as defined by one half your Social Security benefits and what you're taking out of your 401k account, if that exceeds $44,000 and you're married, then up to 85% of your Social Security benefits get taxed. So if you're getting the maximum benefit, you know, which is a little over $30,000 a year, I mean, you may be you may be forking out another five, six grand in tax. Crazy. So that really is the question is, should I contribute above the match simply because am I going to overfund the account? And, you know, when you're just getting started out, you're not overfunding the account, but over time you, you can. So that's the first thing to, to be mindful of. But you definitely want to get free money. And even if someone has more in their 401k than I would like them to have, I still will not pass up free money. So whether they, if they give you the company stock, fine. Now, very often, Eric, you are allowed after a period of time to diversify from that company stock. So you could move the money into other things. Um, they're just giving it to you that way because it's cheaper for them to give you stock than it is to give you cash. Hmm. And that makes sense. Uh, Procter & Gamble, I believe, still does it this way in their plan. But, you know, it's such a great stock. No one really ever complains. And that's why they have, you know, administrative people retiring with well over a million dollars. But in some companies, that wouldn't necessarily be the case. So it's easier for them to use the stock, which I wouldn't say it's, it's like a printing press, but it's, you know, it's a lot different than cash. So, um, but yeah, just understand that you can diversify, but I would always take whatever they're willing to give me. Heck, if they're willing to give me soybeans. I'll take it. There's a market for soybeans out there. I'll, I'll gladly sell them. But what you should do above and beyond is a little bit more complicated. Now, to give you a little bit more insight on this, on this question, because I think it's, it's a fabulous question, we're going to be doing a webinar February 2nd. 
It's called Diffusing the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. And it's exactly about this issue, Eric, about what happens if you have too much money in that plan, what are going to be the taxable implications, and what strategies, and there are six strategies we're going to take you through to show you how you can either reposition your assets or make changes so that you can have a completely tax-free retirement. I mean, wouldn't that be great? The government is going to need additional revenue for entitlement programs. Look, I love the fact that President Trump is talking about tax cuts. I love it. But I'm a little bit worried about long-term demographics. And while he might be doing things on the income tax side, I worry what's going to have to happen on the entitlement side. So it makes sense, in my opinion, to have some balance. We're going to take people through that in this webinar. Now, if you've never done a webinar before, they're great because it's like watching a seminar from the comfort of your home. You can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on your iPad. You can watch it on your laptop. And in fact, if you can't make it live, I'm going to send you the recording. So it's very important that you register for it because whether you can make it or not, I'm going to send it to you. And you'll still have the ability to ask questions even off the recording. So the way you do that, it's very simple. If you have a smartphone, I want you to text the word web, like Charlotte's web, W-E-B. Text the word web to 555-888. Very simple. What will happen is you'll get a response back from me. Click on it. Enter your information. Boom. You're registered. Um, another way, you can give my office a call, 844-QUIZ-DAN. Call it right now, 844-QUIZ-DAN, and um, you'll get a recording. Just leave us your name and your email address. That's all you need to register for it, and boom, we'll get you set up for that. Or another way, you can uh, go to quizdan.com, click on the big green button that you'll see on the left side of the screen that says Quiz Dan, and all you got to do there is say, Dan, I want to be in the webinar, because when you go on that sheet, we're going to ask you for your name and your email address, because that's all we need to, to sign you up. So take advantage of this webinar. I will I'll tell you this. This is, a, this is a topic that doesn't get talked about enough, which is why we get so many people um, either going to our live events or watching the webinars. And with the winter months, I love doing live events. I love being, with, being in front of people. But the webinar, I think, is just a great way to people do it, particularly we never know what the weather's going to be here in, in Cincinnati. And I've, had, I've been burned in the past where we'll schedule something great. We'll have a great tur turnout schedule to come. And then an ice storm hits and nobody shows up. So we're going to use the webinar technology, um, and it's, it's great. And really, if all you have is a computer and the computer's got a, a speaker, you're, you're ready to go. So again, text the word WEB to 555-888. We'll get you signed up. Defusing the ticking text time bomb is the webinar. You want to participate in this. We're going to give you some great information that's going to help you plan your future and hopefully get a tax-free retirement. Again, all you have to do is text the word WEB to 555-888. Click on the link and fill out the very brief info, less than 30 seconds, and you are signed up for the webinar that's coming up on this Thursday, February 2nd. Again, just text the word WEB to the number 555-888, and you can also call if you have a landline or uh, don't have a smartphone. 844-QUIZ-DAN is that number. I think it'll even work from a payphone. How about that? 844-QUIZ-DAN is your number. That's 844-784-9326. Much more coming up on today's show. Nikki Early steps into the studio next, and we have a lot more to get to. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle. Puzzles go by a lot of names. There are jigsaw puzzles, crosswords, brain teasers, brain bashers, brain twisters, brain knitters, knotters, and bogglers. You get the idea. 
It's kind of like financial planners and advisors. A lot of people call themselves a financial advisor, but there are often a lot of differences between these people. Some only sell insurance, some are RIAs, some can't sell stocks, some are RFCs, the list goes on and on. It can be difficult to know who's really a financial planner. That's why it's important that you know Dan Capril is a Certified Financial Planner, or CFP for short. CFPs make a career-long commitment to meet the ever-changing needs of their clients. So forget all those other riddlers in the financial world and work with the best. Contact Dan Capril at 844-784-9326. Call 844-QUIZ-DAN. What's black, white, and red all over? It's the newspaper, but it should be your financial plan. Be sure you have a clear understanding of your finances. Keep listening to Solving the Financial Puzzle. Thanks for joining us on Solving the Financial Puzzle again this week. Walter Storholt now joined by Nikki Early, financial advisor and coach with the team at Matson and Capril, serving you throughout Cincinnati and Dayton. Nikki, thanks for being here this week. How are you? No, thank you. I'm great. Looking forward to this conversation, Nikki, because we have a lot to get to on today's show, we're going to be, uh, uh, we talked to Dan earlier about some great questions from different listeners throughout the area. We still have Tales from the Tax Side coming up in a couple of minutes, but we're going to talk to you about income planning. It's one of those important aspects of retirement planning that sometimes doesn't get enough attention. And Nikki, I know it's been said that if you don't have an income plan, then you really don't have a retirement plan at all. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, Walter. I mean, if you really don't understand exactly how much money you can afford to take from your investments or your nest egg on a monthly, on an annual basis, then you're really just, um, I mean, guessing, I guess. You really have to understand what your investments can support. And you don't want to go by some generic rule like some people think, well, there's that 4% rule. If I only take 4% out of my investments on an annual basis, then I'll likely not run out of money before I die. But we don't want to deal with the likelihood. We want to know for sure what you can afford to take out of your nest egg and not run out of money before you die. So very important. If you don't know the answer to that question, then you don't really have a retirement plan. Mm, That's a great point. So how prepared would you say, Nikki, is the average pre-retiree when it comes to having a solid retirement income plan in place? Because I know you're meeting with multiple people each and every week and looking at different plans that people have when they come through the door. Yeah, they really don't know. What they've done is they've worked really hard their whole lives and they've saved money and they've done a great job in most cases, but they're really clueless about what they can afford to take out of their portfolios. Um, And really what happens is people, they plan their retirement and then they start doing this work. You really need to do the work ahead of time because maybe it's not appropriate for you to retire right now. Maybe you do need to save some additional money for the lifestyle that you want. So it's It's really important that you're not just, you know, getting ready to sign the paperwork at your job to leave, that you have an understanding of what you can afford to take from your investments and what income that you will have or you can support in retirement. That's another great point. Again, Nikki Early joining us here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. They have offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. By the way, the number to call if you want to talk with the team about maybe your own income plan, your own retirement plan, 844-QUIZ-DAN is the number to call. That's 844-QUIZ-DAN. Nikki, why do you think so many people are unprepared in this area of their retirement planning? Why is it so pervasive? Well, there's probably a lot of different things going on here. I I think 
first of all, retirement planning, putting together a financial plan, it takes a lot of work, both for the advisor and for the person who wants the plan. You know, you really you have to pull out all your investment statements. You got to really put some mental work into, you know, what is retirement? What do I want it to look like? Um, what am I going to be doing? Am I going to spend less? Am I going to spend more? So there's that piece, you know, and then there's the procrastination. Also, I think some people are just fearful. They really, they don't know if they've saved enough and they're kind of afraid to find out the answer to that question. So I think there's a lot going on there in our psyche as far as actually, you know, sitting down and doing the work and maybe being a little scared that we haven't done everything that we've needed to do. Yeah. And and scare leads to fear and fear leads to mistakes, which we've certainly discussed. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk solutions, Nikki. What are some of the steps people can take in order to put together a, a more effective retirement income plan? Well, first of all, you really need to understand how you want to spend your retirement. And if you're married, you kind of got to make sure you guys are on the same page about that. So understanding what do I want my retirement to look like? Then you're going to have to take a look at do I have enough money or what will I need to fund that particular retirement? If I want to live a lifestyle a certain way or I want to, you know, travel, I want to do this, how much money is that going to take? After that, you got to take a look at what guaranteed forms of income do I have coming in? What can I count on? So possibly we're talking about maybe a pension, social security, maybe you have an annuity out there. And then you see what that gap is. So what else? What else do I need to fund this retirement? And what am I going to have to take out of my investments on a monthly basis, on an annual basis, in order to to have this retirement that I'm wanting. Only at that point, once you know that number, then you start actually deciding what you're going to invest your money in or how your portfolio is going to look. Because at that point, you know and understand what you're going to need to pull out of those investments, that portfolio every month or annually to support the lifestyle you want. So it does, you know, it takes a lot of thought and there's some work involved there. Well, Nikki, I always think it's helpful to have examples. So can you give us maybe a recent situation where you took somebody who didn't have a great income plan, which you see all the time, and how you took them to a situation or a solution where they had a good income plan and something that they walked out the door, you know, feeling a lot better than when they walked in? Absolutely. So recently, I was working with a woman who unfortunately lost her husband probably 15, 16 years ago. So she's kind of doing this all alone. And not only that, but she was kind of forced into retirement by her company before she actually thought she was ready. So there was just all this uncertainty, and she's doing it alone. So we were able to do all these different things that we've been talking about to actually really dive in, analyze what she wanted her retirement to to look like, do the work, do the math, analyze what she has, the investments that she has. And what we were able to determine is based on what, how she wanted her retirement to look, she was fine. So here's this woman who's coming into a situation where she's almost paralyzed. She's scared. She has no idea whether or not all the work, all the money she saved her whole life is going to support her. And she wasn't even ready to retire yet. But imagine the peace of mind that she has now, now that we're able to say, yes, you can afford this and we can send this to you every month and you're going to be just fine. So when you're in situations like this where you can actually help someone feel so much better, it's when you really feel good about the work you're doing. 
that just happened recently and it really sticks in my mind as far as really helping someone. Well, and Nikki, these are the kinds of things that you discuss in the office when folks come in to meet with you. These are also the kinds of things that you talk about at your seminars and workshops here throughout Cincinnati and Dayton. And it's also going to be part of the discussion that you have on the uh, upcoming webinar that I know you have uh, details to tell folks about. Yeah, we're going to do one on Thursday, February 2nd, and that's at 7 p.m. Now, it's really good timing because I know everybody's starting to think about taxes right now. But the unfortunate part is we start thinking about taxes at the end of the year or, you know, the first quarter while we're preparing our tax return. But now's the time to actually start thinking about taxes for 2018 because there's steps you can take throughout the year to actually, you know, not make it at the end of the year. Okay, this is what I owe, but really plan and, and try to make that number less. So I would definitely recommend that all of our listeners go out and text the word web, just W-E-B, as in webinar, to 555-888, and you're going to get signed up for Diffusing the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. And that's our webinar subject on February 2nd, but I definitely would urge all of our listeners to go ahead and get signed up. Again, text the word web to the number 555-888. Web, short for webinar, text web, W-E-B, to 555-888. We'll send you a link that you can immediately click on and fill out your information, and you will be signed up and reserved for that webinar coming up on Thursday. And if you can't make it on Thursday night, but you still want to be a part of the webinar, you can watch it on replay, but you still have to register in advance for it. So text the word WEB to the number 555 555- Eight eight eight. If you don't have a smartphone but you'd like to attend that webinar and sign up for it or would just like to come in for a review with Nikki Early, Dan Capril, and the team at Matson and Capril, you can always call 844-QUIZ-DAN, 844-784-9326. Again, that's 844-QUIZ-DAN. So if you have a landline or a uh, flip phone, maybe you can call that number. If you do have a smartphone, you can text the word WEB to 555-888. Well, Nikki, we always appreciate your help and guidance here on the show. Thanks for stopping by, and we'll look forward to another conversation with you soon. All right. Thank you, Walter. That's Nikki Early of Matson and Capril, serving you here in Cincinnati, Dayton, and the surrounding communities. Dan will be back in the studio next, so stay tuned. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle. It's okay to admit it. Sometimes you need a little help solving the crossword puzzle in the paper, like 44 across. Something is rotten in Denmark. If you've never heard that phrase or read Hamlet, you'd be lost. So you might ask the person next to you in the waiting room, another passenger in the car, or even turn to Google. Eventually, you'd learn that it's another way of saying something smells fishy, or as the actual answer puts it, I smell a rat. We all need a little help solving puzzles from time to time, and it's no different in the financial world. That's why certified financial planner Dan Capril is here to help you solve the financial puzzle in your life. Turn to him and ask the questions that bog you down. Tell him about how you're struggling to go from point A to point B in your planning process, and he'll help you figure it all out. Just call 844-784-9326. 844-784-9326. 844-QUIZ-DAN. To get started today. Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Who's afraid of retirement planning? No one should go through financial anxiety. Keep listening to Solving the Financial Puzzle and learn what it means to experience a more secure retirement. 
This is Solving the Financial Puzzle. Walter Storholt with you alongside Dan Capril. He is, of course, a certified financial planner and your local wealth coach here in Cincinnati and Dayton and the surrounding communities. Call him at 844-QUIZ-DAN if you have questions about your plan. 844-QUIZ-DAN. Dan, let's talk about rebalancing, one of these buzzwords in the financial realm. First of all, what yeah. does it mean to you and why is it important? Well, the idea behind rebalancing is that going in, first of all, you have accepted the fact that markets cannot be successfully timed or skillfully timed, I should Mm. say. You have accepted the reality that the news happens too quickly and therefore you're not going to be moving your money around in anticipation of what will happen. You're willing to accept what is going to happen and then after it happens, you make adjustments. So for example, if I had a portfolio where half the money was in stocks, and the other half was in some fixed income components, say bonds, on the most basic level, I would be rebound. And let's say I had established a targeted percentage. Let's say it's 50-50. Then after each quarter, I'm going to look and check what the percentages are. If stocks had a great quarter, they, they now may make up 55 or 60% of my portfolio. Well, what rebalancing means is that we're going to do is we're actually going to sell some of the stock, which is somewhat counterintuitive because we're kind of wired to, to ride the winner. The problem is, is what happened in the past is not going to necessarily happen in the future. There is no such thing in investing truly as momentum. And now what I mean by that is because news can change overnight. So if I start at 50-50, at the end of the quarter now, I'm at 60-40. I'm going to take 10% from the equity side, and I'm going to move it into the fixed income side so that I am 50-50. Now, if you think about it, what you have just done is what you've always wanted to do. You sold high and you bought low. Now, of course, the opposite can happen. You're going to have periods of time where stocks go down. And it's interesting because people who understand this well understand that it's, it's a lot easier to get out of a bear market if you rebalance. Equity prices drop, And what do we do? We're going to move some money out of our fixed income and we're going to go buy more stocks, which means we've bought more stocks at a cheaper price, which now means we own more shares, which is going to help us to recover faster when equities go the other direction and they start to move up. Now, doing rebalancing on a regular basis can do a number of things for you. Uh, The first thing that it will do is it can improve your rates of return. But where studies show it helps the most is it keeps your volatility in check. Because if you don't rebalance, what happens is that the most volatile part of your portfolio over time becomes the biggest part of your portfolio. And now your portfolio as a whole is far more volatile. So for example, we take last year, everybody talked about how well the large U.S. stock market did last year, and it did. But you know what? The small U.S. stock market did more than twice as good as the large U.S. stock market. Now, nobody ever talks about small U.S. stocks, but they should, and they did fabulously. Well, they also tend to be a lot more volatile. So what we need to do is there's a targeted percentage based on what our plan calls for for both large and small. And when small have outgrown their targeted percentage, we need to scale them back a little bit. We need to move them back. Now, notice I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this rebalancing in anticipation of what markets are going to do in the future. I have no idea, nobody does. I am doing this based on what has already transpired. I have had the success, and now I'm going to take a little bit of that off the table, and I'm gonna apply those profits, if you will, to other parts of my portfolio that, by comparison, haven't done as well. Again, I'm selling high, 
and I'm buying low. Now, the other thing to understand is that if you're going to be a smart rebalancer, and I really think strongly that this is the most important strategy that you can do, is you need to do it regularly and you don't even look at the, the news of the day. So in other words, in our case, we rebalance all of our clients within the first week of every quarter if they need it. Now, there hasn't been a lot of movement from target percentages. We're not going to rebalance just for the sake of rebalancing. But otherwise, what we're going to do is we're going to do it automatically. We're not going to think, oh, you know, maybe I should wait another week and see what the you know market might do. We have no idea. So we're going to do it in a very disciplined manner. And ultimately, what we're going to try to do, and you know, people will often say to me, how often should I do it? A lot of studies on this. I would say at a minimum, do it annually. If you can do it quarterly at no additional cost, do it quarterly. It doesn't hurt. But do it at least annually. And depending on what studies you look at, some actually say annually actually produces um, better results. But if you're at the point of life where you're actually selling shares for income, uh, then I definitely would want you to do it quarterly. Because again, what we're trying to do is keep your risk in check. And when you're selling shares from income, you're probably initially taking it from the fixed income component or maybe the cash component. And that needs to be replenished anyway. So it's very important that you understand this. In many cases, your portfolio might have an automatic rebalancing feature. So you can literally hit a button. I've seen that on 401k plans. Just make sure you make that change for both new and previously invested money so that that balance stays in check. So this area tends to get overlooked, like a lot of areas tend to get overlooked when it comes to financial planning for retirement. To help our listeners, to help keep them aware, one of the things that we've started doing now is every two weeks, we're going to be doing a radio show listener webinar. And webinars are a fantastic way to learn in the comfort of your home. This next one is called Diffusing the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. And what it's geared towards doing is helping you as you've been accumulating money in your portfolio, how do you position that in such a way so that you don't pay taxes later on in retirement or you minimize the taxation on retirement? You know, we've kind of gotten into this habit of kicking the can down the road with the hope, I guess, that if when it comes to our 401k that we will have reduced it at a high rate and we'll pull it out at a lower rate. That may not be true. And in fact, when you add in the taxes on your Social Security benefits, for a lot of people, that's not true at all, even if tax rates stay the same. Also understand this, while the administration is talking about lowering taxes, and I love that, just keep in mind, you know, in four years, we get, we get to do this thing all over again. You could have a whole new administration, you could have a whole new Congress, and they could be raising taxes all over again. So don't get too enamored with the tax reduction talk of the current administration. I love it. I do. But I know the pendulum swings. I mean, you know, I, I admired Ronald Reagan tremendously, and I thought he taught us economic lessons that nobody would ever forget. They did. So it kind of works both ways. So I strongly encourage to participate in this webinar. It's, it's going to be coming up. It's on Thursday, February 2nd. And the way to register for this, if you're even unavailable on February 2nd, 7 p.m., don't worry. Register, and I'll send you a recorded version of it. And you can still ask questions the way we've set up the recording. So the way you do this, very simple. Text the word WEB, like W-E-B, WEB, to 555-888. The word WEB to 555 When you do that, you're going to get a response back from me. Click on it. And then a little page will pop up. You're going to enter in your information. Boom. It's just your name and your email address. Boom, you are in. Uh, the other thing, too, is if you register for the webinar, we're going to give you a free copy of our Retirement Rescue Toolkit, 
which is full of great information, books, CD, a lot of audio material, etc. So again, text the word web to 555-888. Participate in our Diffusing the Ticking Tax Time Bomb webinar Thursday, February 2nd, 7 p.m. But even if you can't make it that day, register anyway, and we'll get your recording. Again, text the word web to 555-888, or you can always call 844-QUIZ-DAN if you don't have a smartphone. 844-QUIZ-DAN, or text the word web to the number 555-888, and click on the link that we send right back to you. And you can attend that webinar coming up soon, or at least get the opportunity to watch the replay at a time that's convenient for you. Text web to 555-888. So much more coming up on today's show. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle with Dan Capril. Dan Capril is your local advisor in Cincinnati and Dayton. He's a certified financial planner and the person that you can turn to for guidance and advice in the financial world. His team has offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. Call to schedule a complimentary review of your retirement plan by dialing 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. If you need some wealth coaching, some time to discuss how you can better prepare for retirement, then call Dan and the team at Matson and Capril at 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. Lurking in the shadows and hiding in every investable asset. There is no escaping from Tales from the Tax Side with Dan Capril. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle, and of course, this is one of our favorite parts of the show. It is Tales from the Tax Side, where we feature a great story from the tax world each and every week, sometimes from the world of celebrity or athletes, and we kind of often see where people go wrong. Sometimes it's what people did right, but often it's where people went wrong, and then we try to learn from those lessons and apply it to our everyday life. But this week's story comes to us from the political world, and the headline that Dan sent me is Tax Apprentice, which I'm guessing yes. is a Donald Trump reference. What do we have, Dan? To, yeah, to the um, it's kind of a reference to the, his show, The Apprentice. So, Walter, being a youngin as you are, your um, your experience with um, with the president and who he is is a little different than mine. Um, when I graduated from college in the early 1980s, Donald Trump was really just kind of making his name known as a real estate developer. We had just seen the first city outside of Vegas allow gambling, and that was Atlantic City. Atlantic City was once a very nice city and then had fallen on some really, really hard times. So Trump and a few others, Steve Wynn and a few others, decided to open up casinos in that area. And what made Trump interesting was he was such a great self-promoter. Trump really made his name known when the rink in Central Park called Wallman Rink the city had spent just millions of dollars trying to get this thing built and they couldn't do it because they were bringing in people who didn't understand what it takes to build a rink outdoors. Uh, There's actually a little bit of a science to it. You know, if you go to Canada, they all know. And so that's exactly what Trump did. Trump just finally took over the project, brought in some Canadians who knew what they were doing, built the rink and it's, it's a beautiful rink today, but he's always been this great promoter. So a lot of his projects around the world were going like gangbusters in the eighties. Then in the 90s, you had a lot of downturn, particularly in the gaming world, uh, largely because other states were suddenly allowing gaming. You know, they saw the success of, of Atlantic City and, of course, Vegas, and they said, well, 
you know, why don't we offer casinos too? And of course, that resulted in a lot of these projects that he was in. A lot of them fell on some difficult times. Uh, he reinvented himself many ways from a popularity standpoint with the television show, The Apprentice. But, you know, they say when you do a radio show like this, uh, you're not supposed to be overly political or you're not even supposed to talk about religion. And, you know, I do both. So first of all, I'm going to make it you know, right out and say, you know, I love the fact that Donald Trump won largely because I love the fact that a non-political person, a non-politician mm -hmm. won. So whether you love him or hate him, I love the candor. I love the candor that he provides. I love the, the action-oriented approach that he takes. And um, I hope that it will inspire other non-politicians to seek higher office. We need that as a country. We don't need people whose entire definition in their life is how many years they spent in Washington. I really do wish we had term limits on everything, but we don't. So having said that, though, I, I couldn't help but wonder a little bit what it would be like if instead of bringing Arnold Schwarzenegger in to take Donald Trump's place in The Apprentice, that we did something more like in the area of taxes, the tax apprentice. Now, I understand this is kind of a boring thing. I, I get that. All right. So, Walter, let me ask you something. If, if we were going to do this show, we were going to do the show called The Tax Apprentice, who would you have as your host? If I was going to do the tax apprentice, who would I have? Well, yes. you, of course, Dan. I mean, I no, me, no, no, no. There's, there's. <laughs> listen, I have no experience in front of the the, the camera. All right, let me let me give you some That's possibilities. True. That's true. Might, the the bald head kind of eliminates you, doesn't it? It does. It does. Well, <laughs> all right. So first of all, you know, one of them who, who comes to mind quickly being from Cincinnati is is Pete Rose. Now you may think, why would he have Pete uh, Rose do? Oh, you're well, you're looking you know, for tax experience on the negative side. I see. I see. Says, yeah, because it's the tax <laughs> apprentice. So, you know, Pete definitely has you know served his 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 share of uh, of time as a result of tax evasion, uh, largely because he wasn't very good at reporting his gambling winnings. So, so that was one possibility that I thought of. Another one was Wesley Snipes, mm. who just decided at one point he wasn't going to pay any taxes anymore. Period. And um, got into some serious trouble with that. There's Willie Nelson, who actually had to do an album called the IRS Tapes because he didn't have any of the money necessary to pay the taxes that he owed. So he cut a deal with the IRS to do a new album and all the proceeds would go to the IRS, which, which I thought was a real clever way to do it. So those are some of the, the celebrities that I thought about. The one, though, that, that sticks in mind is not really a celebrity uh, so much, although everybody knows their products. You know those beanie babies, Walter? You ever see those? Those oh, little yeah. stuffed animals? They were the, yeah, all the crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they all have a little sticker or a little tag on them that says tie, which when my son was getting them as a baby, I used to pull those things off because I thought it was safer. You know, I don't want the kid choking on the tag. And then all these people are saying, no, 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 you got to keep the tag on. Why? Oh, because they're going to be worth a lot someday. No, they're not going to be worth a lot someday. <laughs> but uh, Ty Warner, who started the company, he had to pay a $53 million civil penalty for um, hiding his income in a Swiss bank account and not reporting it to the IRS. So, so Ty Warner would be my host of the, the tax apprentice. Now, you, could, you could have next, uh, Martha Stewart as like a co-host. Well, you know. she could. She could. She's more and a little bit known for cover-up and insider knowledge. Yeah, there were still some taxes uh, but, there. But there's some Oh, there's always tax because when you're covering up, you know, you don't want to let the IRS know what you're She would class the joint up, you know. Well, perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> um, so we start. So we have we have our, our our mogul. We have you know Ty Warner. He's going to run the show now. 
there's got to be competition. So if you ever watch The Apprentice, they, they put teams into competitions and, you know, whoever usually makes the most money, that's the person who, you know, wins and, and you know, they get immunity and, and the celebrity, you're trying to raise money for your charity. Okay. If it's an individual, you're trying to get a great job to work for. I don't know if Arnold's ever going to do it that way, but, you know, Donald Trump would give you a job. In fact, it's amazing how many of the people who are on The Apprentice, because they were regular people, are now working for him in, in one capacity or another. So, but, you know, we're dealing with accountants, right? I mean, what kind of competitions could accountants be if they were on, you know, the, the tax apprentice? So I started thinking of them, and I came up with three. One I like is called the light bulb challenge. And it's going to answer the question, how many tax professionals does it take to screw in a bulb? So the way that we're going to do that is it's going to start off with a bare bulb that's going to be screwed into a 20-foot ceiling lamp. So it's going to be high above. And then in the room is going to be just a bunch, boxes and boxes of tax returns, brokerage statements, travel receipts, all the things <laughs> that you know accountants, tax accountants thrive on. And what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to create a safe ladder to be the first one to get to the top to unscrew the light bulb. So that was the first competition that I, that I thought. Wow. Another one was deduction scavenger hunt. And I mean, I know this one just sounds way too exciting for you, but imagine you get it. The teams, they sit around and you give them a, a very, very complicated tax return. Heck, you could give them Donald Trump's tax return, which by the way, another thing, I love the fact he's not going to release his taxes. None of you should release your taxes unless you're being required to by law. But anyway, that's an aside. The goal on this one would be comb through the returns and come up with the best return that gives the best offering. You know, which one has ultimately the lowest tax? Who did the job the best? So that would be another one. I don't know how good that one would be for TV. I think the light bulb challenge actually would be pretty good TV. That would be entertaining, because, yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, couldn't you see like you're stacking up these files and then you, gotta you got climb these CPAs on them. and they fall down. The folder slips over. from out under your feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the scavenger hunt, the deduction scavenger hunt, that might not be. Well, that would be um, like, did you, did you see the movie The Internship? It was, you know, one of these goofy I comedies. Did. Yeah, yeah. It was they with did De Niro. They did the yeah. code. Um, no, no, not the, not the. Oh, <laughs> that's the. Uh, that was the other internship. The the De Niro one. This one's the the. Oh, Google. the intern, the one. The with, intern, um, I guess is. Yeah, the, yeah, and they go to work for Google. Yeah, and, uh, they yeah, do yeah, the yeah. scavenger hunt for like the uh, missing code or a virus. So they'd be kind of like yeah. that, you know. They, they, they uh, could still make go. it dramatic. Yeah, we could, yeah. we could, I mean, look, accountants have to have their day here. <laughs> Another one key to mind was um, we'll call it audit lottery. Everyone knows that when you're switching a business, you can slash the chances of you getting audited by over 50%. What's going to happen here is the teams are going to scrub a business owner's return. And they're going to identify opportunities to fly under the radar to make sure all the paperwork is in order. And then the judge is going to decide which one has done the better job to protect this business owner from an audit. Okay. I realize I'm trying to make light of something. The, the reality, of course, is like taxes are not a game. You got to really know what you're doing. They're not nearly as complicated as people think they are, but there is certainly a level of complexity. What has always concerned me time and time again is the fact that too often people don't take proactive measures when it comes to their taxes, their tax planning, and as a result, pay more than they should. See, tax planning is something you do 12 months out of the year. Tax filing is what you're getting ready to do right now. You're getting all of your paperwork together to give it to the accountants. But too often, the people that we hire to assist us, they don't do tax planning. They do filing. And planning is designed to come up with strategies to keep that tax bill as low as possible. 
Now, if you're a small business owner, I can almost guarantee you you're paying more than you should, simply because I've yet to meet a single small business owner who's taken full advantage of every single strategy that's available to them. You know, when we work with a small business owner and they ask us what our fee is there, I always tell them my fee will never be more than one half of your first year tax savings. So in other words, my fee is almost free when you consider that your tax savings are going to be double what my tax planning fee is going to be, which really makes it easy. And, you know, if I quote them a fee and ultimately the savings that I come up with are less than what I said, well, then I'm just going to reduce the fee. So that's always going to be 50%. Um, On the other hand, if I come up with with a strategy that saves them even more than twice the amount, I'm not going to raise my fee. That's going to stay you know, where it is. So it's a, it's a no miss thing. And too often, I I just don't see this being done. I don't see people getting this type of proactive advice. They have a financial advisor and all the financial advisor talks about is investments. Well, folks, there's so much more to the picture. Now, if you don't own a business, your taxes, in my opinion, are even more at risk on average, because if you're a baby boomer or a member of Gen X, chances are almost all your money is sitting in 401ks, IRAs, four or three B accounts, and that money has yet to be taxed. And you have absolutely no idea what the tax code is going to look like 15, 20 years from now. So while I love the fact that President Trump is talking about dramatically reducing taxes, I also know he can only be in office at max eight years. And I also know that Congress gets the deck reshuffled every two years. So this idea that we're going to have low tax rates forever You know, I thought that back in the 80s when President Reagan dramatically reduced income taxes and our economy soared. Well, my other concern, though, is we may have no choice but to raise taxes when you look at the aging of the baby boomers. You know, people that were born in my generation, I mean, I'm at the tail end of the baby boomers, but every single day, 10,000 baby boomers turn age 65, which means they're leaving the workforce, they're filing for Medicare, some are needing Medicaid, government has expanded Medicaid in many cases. They're following their social security benefits. There's just not enough money there to carry it long term. There's going to be a need for some serious, serious fixes. And my biggest worry is that what we're going to see is is even more of our social security benefits getting taxed and, and even more of our 401k and IRAs getting taxed higher than what we thought they were going to be when we retire. So it's very important that you learn to take proactive steps now to reduce that tax going forward. There's strategies in place. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to share those strategies with you. Hard to do it on the radio. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a webinar. And this webinar is coming up. It's going to be on February 2nd. Now, that's a Thursday night, 7 p.m. Now, a webinar is basically a presentation you watch from the comfort of your home, on your computer, your laptop, your phone, your iPad. You can watch it from any any electronic device that you want. If you can't make the webinar, let's say you're busy, Thursday night, that's when I go out to dinner with my spouse, fantastic, register for it anyway, and I'll send you a recording of the webinar, and you can watch anytime you want over the weekend, doesn't matter. Take advantage of this, folks, because you know this year now, new year, new opportunity to start planning for a much lower tax rate in your retirement years. So how do you sign up for this? Very simple. First of all, if you have a cell phone, Text the word WEB, W-E-B, to 555-888. Now, it's got to be one of those smartphones because what's going to happen is you're going to get a response back from me that you need to click on. And when you click on that response, it's going to ask you to enter in your information. You do that, you're in. And the information is your first name and your email address. That's it. 
you're in, the, you're in, you'll then get a confirmation. They'll tell you how to click to watch the webinar. Um, so that's one way. You could also call us right now, 844-QUIZ-DAN is the number. When you do that, you're going to get a recording. You'll have my voice. And just say, Dan, it's Joe Jones or whatever your name is. You don't even need to give me your last name. Give me your first name. My email address is this. Please sign me up for the webinar. Boom. Done. We'll take care of it. Or go to quizdan.com. Go to quizdan.com. Click the big green button that says Quiz Dan. And just say, Dan, sign me up for the webinar. By doing that, we're going to ask you for your email address. That's it. You're done. But people, this is a big, big topic. I I try very hard every week to uh, make taxes somewhat light and funny. I don't think I did a good job this time. It was hard. I knew going in it was going to be a little bit of a challenge. But understand that, that good tax planning is not a game. There's a right way to do it. And I'm most concerned about the taxes that you're likely to face during your retirement year. So this, the webinar, Defusing the Ticking Tax Time Bomb is the name of, of the webinar. You want to sign up for this. Again, text the word WEB to 555-888. Sign up for Defusing the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. I'm going to show you six strategies that you can use to ultimately have a tax-free retirement. Again, all you have to do to sign up for this webinar from the comfort of your own home, you can participate. All you have to do right now is text the word WEB, W-E-B. Text the word WEB to 555-888, and you'll click on the link that we send right back to you and sign up from your phone. Very easy to do. Just text the word WEB to the number 555-888. And as Dan mentioned, if you don't have a smartphone, so if you have a landline or a payphone nearby, however you want to sign up, go to 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's your number to call, 844-QUIZ-DAN, 844-784-9326. And you can request right there on the voicemail to be signed up for that webinar, and Dan will make sure you get plugged into the system. 844-QUIZ-DAN or text the word WEB to 555-888 and always online at quizdan.com. Well, Dan, that's it for this week's show. Thanks, as always, for your time, and have a great week. Enjoy the webinar, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Walt. Everybody have a fantastic week. Again, thanks so much for tuning into the show today. Thanks to Dan Cabril for joining us as well, and thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next time on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with an investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Dan Capril is an investment advisor representative of MPM Wealth Advisors and Capril Wealth Coaching, LLC. Both firms are registered investment advisors. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a private policy statement for either firm, call 800-353-7923.